Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just the ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring D.C., Philly, New York, and Boston. No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash sharefares to book. Restrictions may apply. SmackDown tonight was in Montreal, the site of tomorrow night's Elimination Chamber. And we got a little preview of the reaction that awaits Sami Zayn in the main event tomorrow night. They teased it all throughout the show. They were telling us all night long that Sami Zayn was going to be coming home. Sami Zayn was going to be addressing all of his fans. He was going to be rallying the troops. This was the big homecoming in his hometown for Sami Zayn. They saved it for the very end of the show, which was smart. It was a very smart thing for them to do because Sami Zayn has become a ratings draw. Something very weird has happened over the last nine months or so. Throughout this entire Bloodline storyline, Sami Zayn, who has been in this company now for years and years, last year, this time, he was feuding with Johnny Knoxville in a comedy angle on TV. But a funny thing has happened along the way through all of this storytelling with the Bloodline angle. Sami Zayn has become a ratings draw. When he is on TV, the numbers go up. And so it was very smart for them to save his uh, segment for the very end of the show. Now, is that momentum going to continue after he loses to Roman Reigns tomorrow night? That remains to be seen. But I would compare tonight and the reaction that this man received to a Hogan-level pop in Montreal in 2002. It took me back to the Bell Center, the very building they're going to be in for Elimination Chamber tomorrow night and the very building they were in tonight. Took me back to 2003, No Way Out, when Stone Cold Steve Austin, for the first time in seven months since he walked out on the company, made his return. The glass shattered and out came Austin for his match with Eric Bischoff. They blew the roof off the Bell Center. That's what this reminded me of tonight. He came out, he came out to his old music, Worlds Apart, which he had to. He had to. I thought they were going to save it for tomorrow, but he came out to his old music tonight. And these people showered him with love. And when this show is over tonight, all I can think is, how do you watch the main event of this show tonight? How do you watch the final segment that we got on this television show and not get excited for Roman Reigns against Sami Zayn tomorrow night at Elimination Chamber? I've been waiting for this match for a very long time. What we saw tonight was only a taste of what it's going to be like in that building tomorrow night. Unfortunately for Sammy, Montreal hasn't won a championship in 30 years. And tomorrow will be no different. But these are the moments that I I love as a wrestling fan. These are the moments, things like what we saw tonight, things like what we're going to see tomorrow night when Roman and Sammy hit the ring. These are the moments that to me are so much fun. And look, regardless of what happens, Regardless, this has been the best WWE story in over a decade. But in a perfect world, I would love to see Sami Zayn be the one to take down Roman Reigns. In a perfect world, I would love to see Sami Zayn be the one after all these months. The last guy you ever would have expected when this story began. The guy was a joke. They were showing highlights on the show tonight of how this whole thing started. In April of last year, Sami Zayn was a joke. 
Who would have expected that we would be where we are now, where this guy's a ratings mover. He's in the main event on pay-per-view, challenging for the championship. In a perfect world, he'd get the big win. He would get his Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30 moment. But you still have the question then of, what do you do next? This is not the big show tomorrow night. The big show is in Los Angeles at the beginning of April. You've got two nights. One, two, two, two nights of WrestleMania. That is your big show. That is what you are building to. When they go to Raw and SmackDown every single week, you don't see a giant Elimination Chamber sign hanging in the arena. You see a giant WrestleMania sign. We can't lose sight of the fact that that is what they are building to here. Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes is going to WrestleMania, and he's going to be challenging for the championship. And the person that he's going to be challenging is Roman Reigns. You don't get this far. This deep 900-plus days into this run with Roman Reigns and take the titles away from him when you're this close to WrestleMania, your biggest show of the year. You don't do that. Roman Reigns was not on the show tonight. There was no Paul Heyman. There were no Usos. There was no Solo Sokoa. Last week, Paul Heyman told the Usos, stay home. We don't need you. We got things well in hand here in Montreal. And they did. No Jimmy, no Jay. I think they're saving them for tomorrow night. I think we're going to see both Usos in Canada, Jimmy and Jay, and they will factor into the finish of that match tomorrow night, uh, which will not end in uh, in Sammy's favor. I think that's when we get the swerve. There were a few other things that happened on the show tonight, though. It wasn't all about the segment at the end. We had Gunther defending the Intercontinental Championship against Madcap Moss. Gunther, 252 days as the Intercontinental Champion. He will live to see day number 253. As the honky-tonk man wipes a little bit of sweat from his brow. He's getting a little worried. Honky's record is safe for a while yet. I mean, he'd have to all, he'd have to go all the way to the fall to have a shot at breaking that record. And uh, if it were up to me, he's not going to make it past WrestleMania. But Gunther is still the Intercontinental Champion. And we got our first tease. And this was unexpected. There was something unexpected on the show tonight. We got our first tease of a WrestleMania direction for Bray Wyatt. So we'll talk about all this. This is your Friday night SmackDown review here for February 17th. So let's uh, get right into this. going to be a busy weekend here because not only do we have SmackDown to talk about tonight, but of course tomorrow night is the Elimination Chamber, and we are going to have... There it is. There is the official thumbnail for the uh, Elimination Chamber review tomorrow. As soon as the pay-per-view goes off the air, you guys know where to go. You come on back here, and we will talk about the pay-per-view and what will be a very interesting main event. SmackDown tonight opened with Michael Cole and Wade Barrett on the call. Still no Pat McAfee, who made his return at the Royal Rumble. He was back on commentary for the pay-per-view, but we have not seen him since, which is very interesting. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he's being sued by Brett Favre. So maybe Pat is uh, preparing his defense. Yeah, it takes time. You got to you got to hire your attorneys. You got to put all your papers together. It's a pain in the ass. But uh, maybe that's what he's busy with. He's dealing with the Brett Favre uh, lawsuit. Uh, I don't know if they actually have that situation figured out yet with the whole Wade Barrett, Pat McAfee thing. But I like Wade Barrett. I don't know how they're going to resolve it, but I'd like to see Wade Barrett stick around on SmackDown. 
Michael Cole said that the 30,000-pound Elimination Chamber was hanging above the ring. I don't know if it's 30,000 pounds or not, but it looks pretty big. It was hanging above the ring tonight, ominously. They played Bret Hart's music. I mean, Natty. I mean, come on. You you hit the beginning of that music in Canada. You're going to put a scare into people, but it wasn't Bret Hart. It was Natty. Natty came out for the opener, which was Natalia and Shotzi against Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Things did not go so well the last time we saw Ronda Rousey and Shotzi in the ring together as Survivor Series. Uh, thankfully, this wasn't as bad. Ronda was met by chance of You Can't Wrestle from the Montreal Faithful. Shotzi trapped both of Ronda's arms behind her, and she dropped her right on the back of her neck with a tiger suplex. And then she transitioned into the uh, Brian Danielson cattle mutilation. So I see that Shotzi and her time off recently from her injury has been adding some new moves to her arsenal. So she got the uh, cattle mutilation. Ronda, though, worked her way out of it, got back to her feet. Uh, She got thrown to the floor, though, by Shotzi's forward momentum, got sent outside. And then Shotzi hit her with a suicide dive. I hold my breath. I don't know if I'm the only one. Uh, But I hold my breath every time. I see Shotzi do any kind of dive or any kind of uh, big aerial move just because it, it, it just it doesn't look pretty. And you never really know how it's going to go. Uh, some of it, it looks kind of reckless, but tonight was okay. Uh, she hit the dive. Ronda and Shayna both ended up on the floor. Shotzi came off the top rope with a dive onto both of them, heading into the first commercial break. Later on, Shotzi was on the ropes, and she had Ronda on the apron. So Shotzi got a picture. She's inside the ring, standing on the middle rope, reaching over. I don't know if she was uh, preparing for a suplex or what she was trying to do. She ends up uh, giving Ronda a DDT on the apron. Spiked her right on her head. Later on, Natty got Ronda in the sharpshooter here in Canada, of course, to a big pop. And Ronda almost tapped out. Shayna, though, broke things up. Natty and Shotzi got Ronda up. They were going to try for the old Heart Foundation Heart attack finish. Shayna, though, pulled Natty to the floor before she could complete the move. Ronda got Shotzi down in the armbar, and Shotzi was forced to tap out. And you know that if this was Vince McMahon booking this show, that when this match was over, 24 hours here before the Elimination Chamber, Ronda Rousey would have broken Natty's arm, and she would have taken her spot in the chamber tomorrow night, and Ronda Rousey would have won the Women's Elimination Chamber match. And she would be going to WrestleMania to challenge Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Thankfully, that is not yet the case. Vince McMahon is not yet back as the head of creative. And uh, so thankfully, that didn't happen here. I will say, you know, Ronda took some bumps in this match I wasn't expecting her to take. So kudos to her for that. After the break, they aired a video package taking us all the way back to April. When this whole bloodline story, things were not going so well for Sami Zayn. He was coming off losing his Intercontinental Championship to Ricochet. He lost to Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. He was utterly and thoroughly embarrassed. He was at a low point in his career. And they showed highlights of the segment where he intruded upon the bloodline backstage. And he met with Roman Reigns and he made a proposal. And the proposal was to help out the bloodline and become an ally to them. He was trying to get back some of his uh, 
well, he was trying he was trying to get back some of his credibility. And he thought by helping the bloodline, that could be one way to go about doing so. And so they showed us all the highlights of Sammy taking bullets for the bloodline, a chair shot here, a chair shot there. He was doing what he could to ingratiate himself to Roman Reigns. We've got all the, the highlights. I love how they brought us up to speed on this entire story. Uh, this was only the first part. This was one of uh, multiple videos they played over the course of the show tonight. But uh, I love it. I love how this story, you can take this story, it goes all the way back to April. That's how far back you can trace the Sami Zayn stuff. I mean, the, the Bloodline story itself goes back even longer. I, I said this to somebody else a couple of weeks ago, uh, after the Royal Rumble. This Bloodline stuff, this is not really the Sami Zayn story. It really isn't. Sami Zayn has become an important part of the overall Bloodline arc, but this is not the Sami Zayn story. It's the Jey Uso story. Right, but go back to twenty. Was it twenty twenty or twenty twenty one when the Jay Uso stuff really started? I guess it would have been late twenty twenty. Uh, and how Roman was just completely manipulating Jay Uso. This is before Jimmy came back. This is really the Jay Uso story, more than anything else. Which is why I think Jay will factor into things tomorrow night. We come back live, and Hit Row was in the ring. And they were rapping. God help us. Bray Wyatt's symbol very quickly flashed on the screen, just to give you a sense of what was about to happen. Flop Dollar rapped about Brett screwed Brett. And B-Fab talked about uh, Montreal being Toronto's side chick. Thankfully, they were interrupted by the lights going out. And we heard Bray Wyatt's music. Briefly, and then we saw Bray Wyatt was on the apron on one side of the ring, and we had Uncle Howdy was on the apron on the other side of the ring. Shout out to Down Bad, who just became a Sound Off legend channel member. Down Bad. That's good. Thank you, brother. Welcome to the family. Appreciate it. So we have Bray Wyatt. We got Uncle Howdy. We got Hit Row. Right? They're on death row. They're standing in the middle of the ring here. We had uh, Bray and Uncle Howdy. They cleared the ring. They tossed top rope Dalla over the top rope. That took care of him. Michael Cole could not help himself. He could not help but take yet another jab at top Dalla when he went out over the top rope. It's become one of my favorite things about SmackDown. It really has. Bray threw Ashanti the Adonis to Uncle Howdy, who dropped Ashanti with the sister Abigail. And the crowd chanted, holy shit. Uh, I know this because Fox muted my feed for 15 seconds straight. Bray got on the mic. He said, you're welcome, Montreal. Thank you, Bray. Said, now that I am once again in control of myself, in control of my family, I wanted to be the first to tell you this. Tomorrow night, Bobby Lashley. You see, he didn't say it the way Brock says it. I was a little disappointed in that. He didn't go, Bobby. He just said Bobby. He goes, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, whichever one of you walks out alive as the winner, just know that you should run. The lights went out. 
And they cut to the back to show Drew McIntyre and Sheamus getting ready for their upcoming tag team match. So that was unexpected. That is something I did not see coming. Uh, My prediction, if you remember, for the Elimination Chamber is that we get no winner between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. And then that then gives them a reason to finish the feud once and for all. They could do a gimmick match, make it no DQ, so there has to be a winner. But that carries them into WrestleMania to finish out the program. Uh, If I'm right, then I look at this little uh, tease that they gave us here, and we could very well end up getting a triple threat match at WrestleMania. If there's no winner between Brock and Bobby, you could do Brock, Bobby, and Bray. Triple B. Isn't that what MJF calls his belt? I think it is. Right? Is that what MJF calls his belt, Triple B? The uh, the big Burberry belt? <clears throat> so, that's a possibility uh, that we could end up with a triple threat match. If not a triple threat, if we're going to get a winner and one of these guys is going to wrestle Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, it's probably going to be Brock Lesnar. That would be my guess. That was a match, by the way, that was rumored at one point many years ago for WrestleMania. That was rumored to be a match of WrestleMania 32. Uh, If you remember in the Royal Rumble that year in Orlando, the Wyatt family eliminated Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble. So they gave us a little tease there, and then nothing ever came out of it. Now, look, I I know a lot of people are going to be excited because Brock Lesnar and Bray Wyatt would be a match that we haven't seen before. It was teased years ago. They didn't give it to us. Brock Lesnar against Bobby, Brock Lesnar against Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar against Bray Wyatt sounds like a terrible match. That sounds, I'm sorry, that sounds like an awful match. I just don't think those two would mesh well at all. I really don't. And I'm not even putting that all on Bray. I just, even the way Brock wrestles, I don't think that's going to be a good match. I really don't. If it's a triple threat, then it makes it a little bit better because you got that third guy in there. You put Lashley in there, and it makes it a little more interesting to me. So if that's the direction they're going in here, I would rather it be a triple threat match, personally, because if you do Brock and Bray, I'm not even sure what you do with Bobby. I'm not sure where you plug him in. Same thing with Brock. If Lashley wins tomorrow night, you do Lashley and Bray, what do you do with Brock? Because I don't think they're doing Brock and Gunther. So what do you do with Lesnar? So a triple threat may be the answer to, to that whole thing. But uh, yeah, Brock one-on-one with Bray sounds uh, fucking awful to me. But whatever the match ends up being, maybe that's going to be the Cinnamon Toast Crunch match. Maybe Brock Lesnar, Bray Wyatt, and Bobby Lashley are going to have themselves a Cinnamon Toast Crunch match at WrestleMania. I guess we'll see. After the break, we had Madcap Moss and Emma in the back. Moss said that nobody expected him to win last week. Emma said that she did. She said, nobody looks like you. Nobody moves like you. It's your time to shine. He said, you know what? It is. It is my time to shine. He said, and there's probably just as many people doubting me this week. He goes, let them doubt. Said, you were wrong last week. You're going to keep being wrong until you realize that Madcap Moss is a superstar. I thought these two both came off as annoying heels here. I don't know if that was the idea, but uh, that's how they came off to me. I have to imagine it was done by design. 
because the, these two came off as uh, a heel a heel pairing here. And by the way, in this promo, he's talking about, yo, Mad Cat Moss is a superstar. Not with that fucking name, you're not. It looked like they might have been going back to the Riddick Moss name. Emma, Emma even dropped a Riddick mention on TV many, many, many weeks ago, and then nothing came out of it. Now, he, now he's still Mad Cat. As long as you're Mad Cat Moss, you ain't going to be no fucking superstar. I don't know why they, you know, they changed his attire. They got rid of the corny look and everything, the suspenders. I don't know why they kept this stupid name. I really don't know. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back in the arena, Michael Cole threw it to reputed MMA reporter Ariel Helwani, who is in the crowd surrounded by a bunch of crazy Canadians, uh, one of whom may have flipped off the crowd. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened, or I, I don't know uh, who did what. All I know is that they blacked out my screen. Eventually, though, it came back. But somebody obviously did or said something naughty. Tony Khan was also watching SmackDown tonight. You know, Rampage went on a little bit earlier. I was I actually watched Rampage before SmackDown. Rampage was uh, fucking terrible. But I watched Rampage, 7 o'clock. They were on early for this week. And... Uh, I'll, well, I'll talk about something else in a second here. But Tony Khan saw Ariel Helwani, and he decided to have a little bit of fun with it. And this is what Tony Khan had to say about Ariel Helwani being on SmackDown. He said, you're a fraud, Ariel Helwani. You're as legitimate of a reporter as Tony Schiavone. And then look at what he did at the end of the tweet. <laughs> he couldn't help himself. He used the hashtag... AEW Rampage, which had already aired. The show was over. Rampage was done. I don't know why he put that hashtag in there. That just reeks of desperation. I mean, if the show is at 10 o'clock tonight, I can understand. You know, watch Rampage. But Rampage was already over. But look at that. You're a fraud, Ariel Helwani. Now, for some context, for those of you who may have already forgotten, Ariel did an interview with Tony Khan back in October. And he was not happy with this interview with Tony Khan because, you know, he was asking him questions and Tony was not giving him, he was not giving him any answers. And he said that it was one of the most frustrating interviews that he ever did. He, he went off on it, like the day after it dropped on his, uh, on his show. And so uh, Tony Khan, now I took it as Tony Khan having some fun only because he tagged, he, he dished Tony Schiavone. So I read that as kind of like a wink. He's just kind of joking around. But honestly, with Tony Khan, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. 
Why take a shot at poor Tony Schiavone? What did Tony Schiavone ever do? I'm sure Tony Khan is probably legitimately, you know, pissed off with Ariel Helwani, the way Ariel went off on him that time. But uh, it was it was the Rampage hashtag that caught me off guard, given that the show was already over. But that that became a big story in and of itself tonight, that uh, Tony Khan, show, you know, showing his ass again on social media, what are you doing, and... Speaking of Tony Khan, Tony Khan is going to be making another major announcement on Dynamite this Wednesday, in case you missed it. There it is. They announced it on Rampage tonight. There it is, everybody. Tony Khan has a major announcement. Tony Khan has something to say. Because when the ratings are down, as they were this week, It's time to break glass in case of emergency and bust out another major announcement. What could it be? My guess, if I had to venture a guess about what it is, uh, he's going to make an announcement about Ring of Honor uh, television, which would be kind of lame because he already made the announcement to uh, Sports Illustrated this past week. Uh, Ring of Honor, for those who don't know, they're finally launching their new weekly television show. It's going to start airing March 2nd, for those who haven't heard. So Thursday, March 2nd is the new date uh, for ROH. It's going to be airing weekly on their Honor Club streaming service. So if you would like to watch the new Ring of Honor television show, you got to pay $9.99 a month. They have a huge library, all the Ring of Honor footage going all the way back to 2002, over 2,500 hours. So if you are a diehard Ring of Honor fan, it's not a bad deal, right? You get all the whole, the whole back catalog of Ring of Honor content. Everything, all of it. Actually, I actually wonder if All In is in there. Because technically, it was Ring of Honor is the ones who uh, helped out with the production of All In. So I actually wonder if All In is in the library there. But if you, to me, if you're a diehard fan, it's not a bad deal. If you're not a diehard fan and you really don't care about the ROH catalog, it's going to just boil down to whether or not you think you want to pay $9.99 to watch Ring of Honor every single week. You know, it's a gamble because he couldn't get a TV deal. So it's an interesting little experiment. We'll see how it does. I don't know if that's the announcement. I'm just saying, you know, it's coming up pretty quick, right? Next weekend, they're doing the tapings on the 25th and the 26th. And it just so happens he's making a major announcement this Wednesday. I would assume that's the announcement. And maybe as part of the announcement, he'll announce a a big main event or a big Claudio title defense for that first show. So we'll see. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus against the Viking Raiders. You know, Sheamus loves to talk about how he has banger after banger after banger. Well, he can add another one to the list. Although the the two commercial breaks, the two commercial breaks in the middle of this match kind of killed it a little bit, but uh, I still thought it was a very good match. Sheamus went for the bro kick right at the opening bell. Ivar avoided it, missed the kick of his own though. Sheamus tossed Ivar to the floor, went out after him. All four men were brawling around ringside. The Vikings regrouped on the floor leading into the first break, uh, during which the Raiders took control of the match. McIntyre and Eric then tagged in at the same time. McIntyre threw Eric across the ring. He caught both Viking Raiders with a a pair of neck breakers. McIntyre hit a Michinoku driver on Eric for a close two count. Ivar then rocked Sheamus with a boot to the face. Sheamus cut off Ivar when he was climbing up to the top rope. And Sheamus hit white noise off the middle rope to a big pop. As they cut to commercial break number two. 
of this match. Back from the break, Sheamus and McIntyre hit the 10 beats to Eric and Ivar on the apron, and Wade Barrett had a great point. He said they should probably just rename the move at this point because I feel like now, (laughs) over the last few months, it's no longer the 10 beats. Every single match that we see, they're doing 15, 20, 25 beats, so he kind of has a point. Uh, I don't know why they still call it the 10 beats. Sheamus hit a flying knee drop to Ivar for a near fall, and then he went for the brogue kick. Eric, though, tried to catch him in a power bomb. It did not work. Uh, unfortunately, they botched the spot. He, uh, well, they both fell. Uh, it was ugly, as Jim Ross would say. It was bowling shoe ugly. But you know what's not bowling shoe ugly? Holy shit. Ray Ray just gifted 10 Sound Off Channel memberships. Ray Ray. Oh my God. I saw this sea of green out of the corner of my eye. I said, what's going on here? We have 10 new channel members, and you have Ray Ray to thank for it. Yes, the GWO. That's what, that's what, they, that's what they call our little uh, membership click here, because it's all green. It's the green world order. I love it. Ray Ray, thank you. So anyway, Eric recovered. They botched the spot, but Eric recovered. He hit the power bomb anyway. McIntyre went for the Claymore kick. The Vikings, though, rolled out to the floor to avoid it. McIntyre said, no big deal. He hit the ropes, he came off, big flip dive out over the top rope, took down both heels. So, Valhalla's outside, and she caused a brief distraction. Ivar then was able to slam Drew McIntyre from the middle rope. Sheamus, though, broke up the pin. Ivar then hit a flying splash on McIntyre for a close two. The Raiders went for the Ragnarok on Drew McIntyre. Sheamus hit the bro kick on Ivar, which allowed McIntyre to hit the Claymore on Eric for the win. The one botched spot aside, these four were out here tonight wrestling like this was their elimination chamber because none of these four men are on the pay-per-view tomorrow. So they were out there. This basically was their pay-per-view. And I thought they had a very good match. I enjoyed this a lot. We got part two. Of the Sami Zayn bloodline history with the big angle at the end of the Royal Rumble that they replayed. Sami attacking Roman on SmackDown, being laid out. And then Roman accepting his challenge to a championship match at the Elimination Chamber. Casper de Barbarian just renewed his channel membership for three months. I like that name. Casper the Barbarian. Asuka. A member of the Monday Night Raw roster, but she's also in the Elimination Chamber tomorrow night. Asuka was on SmackDown tonight. She was out for a match with Liv Morgan. And of course, uh, the match tomorrow night is for a shot at Bianca Belair's Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. But, even though Asuka came down and made her entrance, first, it's to the back. Kayla Braxton is interviewing Rey Mysterio. And they showed highlights of Ray and Santos Escobar. I I actually didn't see this until the other day. Uh, And some of you may not have even known that this happened. But there was a segment in the locker room after the Fatal 4-Way main event on SmackDown last week. Remember, they were crowning a number one contender for the Intercontinental title. Madcap Moss got the win. Ray was in the match. Escobar was in the match. Karrion Cross was in the match. After the match, we had Ray and... 
uh, Santos Escobar in the back. And Escobar presented Ray with the ultimate sign of respect by gifting him his mask. Now, of course, Escobar doesn't wear a mask during his matches, but he has a mask that you know he'll wear for his entrance sometimes. Ray, in turn, then presented Escobar with one of his masks as a show of respect. Uh, I like that. It's like a passing of the torch, a passing of the mask. And I don't know if they're turning Escobar babyface. That's kind of what it felt like to me. This was certainly not something you would expect a heel to do. And I hope it doesn't prevent them eventually from giving us a pay-per-view match between Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. I think that could be a WrestleMania match next year. That could be a SummerSlam match, right? They're going to be in a big stadium this summer. I want to see these two work together, but this was very cool. Back live, though, in the back, Ray said that that meant the world to him. Competition is always welcome, and he said respect. But then before he could finish his thought, Karrion Cross and Scarlet interrupted. Cross said that once upon a time, he wanted to be a father. But then he saw the look of disgust in Ray's son's eyes for his dad. He thought better of it. He called Ray a pathetic excuse for a father. But then again, that's just Scarlett's opinion. He said, do something about it, Ray. TikTok. You know, these threats would mean more if Karrion Cross had actually won a match recently, like a big match, and he hasn't. So these threats kind of fall on deaf ears for me. Back to the ring, they had Asuka standing there the entire time like an idiot. Carmella was on commentary for the match. She told Wade Barrett to stop simping her. Either, what was it? Stop simping her or simping on her or whatever. That's going to be her thing now, I bet. Yeah, stop simping on me. So uh, she, she told him to stop. Raquel Rodriguez came out during the match to talk with uh, Carmella. She was one of many. She was one of many people who came out during this match. Nikki Cross came out. She was kissing Michael Cole on his head and acting all crazy. In the ring, Liv hit a code breaker off the second rope, which Michael Cole inadvertently... Tsunami! Oh, I'm wearing the same shirt in that super chat. Look at this. Look at that. Wearing the same shirt. Hey, Bobbert, with the $28 Tsunami Splash Super Chat. Possibly the new United States champion after the Elimination Chamber tomorrow, Bronson Reed. Hey, Bobbert, thank you. So, as I said, she hit a code breaker to Asuka from the second row, and Michael Cole referred to it as the Oblivion. And that got her a near fall heading into the commercial break. We come back from the break. By the way, star. This is not. It's the color. It's the color on the camera. This is not a pink shirt. This is actually red. It's a red shirt. I don't know why it looks pink, but uh, you know, Bret Hart made pink look cool. So the pink is fine. Nothing wrong with pink, but uh, it's actually red. It's just it's hard to tell. We come back. Oscar is working over Liv's arm. Natty came out because why not? She didn't want to be left out. So now she walks out to the ring. She's also in the chamber tomorrow. Asuka hit some kicks to the chest, which fired up Liv, who slapped her. We got a, a crazy stare down between the two. The crowd was dead for this. You know, all the women outside the ring uh, distracting them probably didn't help. 
Asuka countered the Oblivion into the Asuka lock, and Liv had no choice but to tap. I'm a little bit worried because Asuka is my pick to win the Elimination Chamber. And now Asuka has been put over strong, I I think, on uh, two straight shows. Usually that's not a good sign, heading into the pay-per-view. If they put you over strong before the pay-per-view, it usually doesn't end well for you there. So I'm a little bit worried, but I'm going to stick with Asuka. I think she's the right one to win the Elimination Chamber. Uh, This was not a great match. Uh, This match really was just a backdrop for all of the crap that was going on outside. Uh, After the match, Raquel and Liv had a stare down in the ring. And Michael Cole again misidentified a codebreaker. Liv dropped her with a codebreaker. And he misidentified the codebreaker for the second time as the Oblivion. This time, he recognized his mistake. And he corrected himself and said that it wasn't the Oblivion. And he said that uh, he was just all flustered. He was all flustered for the whole fucking match. Michael Cole then threw it back to the fraud, Ariel Helwani, who was in a different part of the audience this time. He said when Sami Zayn wins tomorrow night, they're going to party like it's 1993. 1993. When the Montreal Canadiens last won the Stanley Cup, as I said at the beginning of the review, been uh, 30 years. Oh, there he is. There's Uncle Saudi. (laughs) Always nice when Uncle Saudi makes an appearance here on screen. If the shirt is pink, your camera has seen. If your shirt is if your shirt is red, he says, then your camera has seen better. This is a brand new camera. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a three hundred and fifty dollar (laughs) camera. It's just very, it's, I have the uh, color intensity is probably up too much. So we have Gunther defending the Intercontinental Championship against Madcap Moss. During the ring introductions, the fans booed Madcap and they cheered Gunther. See, I knew I liked something about these Canadian crowds. I knew it. Moss got Gunther in the air for a vertical suplex at one point, held him up there for a few seconds, and after that he hit the punchline, and Gunther became the first man to kick out of the punchline. This whole this guy's entire career has been a punchline so far. Gunther chopped him down, he went to go climb. Moss caught him, cut him off, and delivered a fallaway slam from the middle rope. He followed that with a cover, but it was not enough. <laughs> Saw a monster trying to look jacked and tanned. No, I don't know. I don't think the color intensity has anything to do with looking jacked. I, I don't. Well, no. Tan, maybe. Maybe, maybe it makes me look a little more tan. Jacked. There's no camera trick to help with that, unfortunately. There's not much I can do about that. So. Gunther got a uh, sleeper hold applied. Fans began singing the Ole Ole song. They were they were ready to uh, end this match. They were champing at the bit to get Sami Zayn out there. They were no longer interested in seeing Madcap. I mean, can I can you blame them? They were no longer interested in seeing Madcap Moss out here. So finally, Gunther saw that uh, he was he was fading. He had the sleeper hold on this guy. This guy was almost out, right? So uh, Minoru Suzuki. He'll put the sleeper hold on you. When you're almost out, he'll turn you around and give you the gotch-style pile driver. Well, there's no pile drivers in WWE, so Gunther gave him the power bomb with the high stack, 
and he pinned him, and he is still our intercontinental champion. Gunther can do no wrong. It's it's impossible for him to have a bad match, right? Some matches are TV matches, they're good matches, and then he has matches that are fucking outstanding. But I've not seen a bad Gunther match. And this is probably one of the best matches of Madcap Moss's entire career. But as I said, the people were ready for Sammy. They didn't care about this. And Sammy is what they got. They got Sammy Zayn to close out the show with his final parting message before his big championship showdown with Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber tomorrow night. He came out to Worlds Apart, his old music going all all the way back to the NXT days. I was hoping they would give it back to him, and they did. He came out, he got an incredible reaction from the Montreal crowd. Again, they saved it for the very end of the show. They knew what they were doing. They let it build and build and build and build. Why give it away? Why give it away at the beginning or at the top of the 9 o'clock hour? So the crowd went uh, in and out of chants of Olay and Sammy and you deserve it. It went on for so long, he broke the feed. They muted the crowd. And again, Fox went to a black screen. What else is new? That's the third time they did that on this on this show. Maybe fourth, actually, now that I think about it. The third or fourth time on the same show. I don't know how it is. Now, I know some of you are not in this country. Some of you are watching in Canada. Some of you may be watching in the UK, which if you are, thank you, because I know it's probably very late where you are. But on Fox, they blacked out the screen. Now, I think what happened is there was a fuck you Roman chant, so they muted the sound. I believe on Sportsnet, though, which I think is in Canada, they did air that. On Fox, they did not. They just blacked the whole thing out. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So eventually, after several minutes, and you could see, I mean, Sammy was overwhelmed by the reaction. He, his eyes were all red. He's never gotten a reaction like this before. Not, not, not at this level, this sustained type of reaction. So finally, they died down a little bit. And Sammy noted that everybody points to the WrestleMania sign this time of year, right? Everybody, everybody points. You know what I should do? God damn it. I should create my own WrestleMania sign. I should print it out. I, I should print out a picture of the WrestleMania side for this year. And I should put it, I should stick it on the wall, like right there, like right in the corner. And then randomly during these uh, live streams, I could just randomly point to the side. That's what I should do. He says, everybody point to the WrestleMania side this time of year. 
They point to it because it's the most important show of the year. But for him, tomorrow night, this is once in a lifetime. That's a shoot, by the way. I don't think Sami Zayn will ever in his life have a bigger match than he is going to have tomorrow night. And it's not because he's not talented. I love Sami. I think Sami's great. But I think we can all agree. Sami Zayn against the biggest star in the business for the top championship in the company in the main event on pay-per-view in his hometown at, at, for the culmination of this months-long storyline that he's been involved in, in the main event, getting a reaction like he got tonight, Sami Zayn will never have a bigger match in his career than he is going to have at Elimination Chamber. So it is, for him, once in a lifetime. Then he addressed Roman Reigns in French. I have no idea what he said, uh, but the fans popped for it, so he probably told Roman to go fuck himself. I I assume he told him to go fuck himself or something like that. He said tomorrow night is not just Roman Reigns against Sami Zayn. It is Roman Reigns against Sami Zayn and the entire city of Montreal. And he said, Roman, he's screaming now. He's almost losing his voice. He says, Roman, he says, you are going down. And He slammed the microphone on the floor. Thankfully, when he came out, he wasn't flailing his arms around after what happened. All those years ago, I said, Sammy, please control yourself. Please do not uh, flail your arms around and tear both uh, tear both of your rotator cuffs 24 hours before the pay-per-view. That would be terrible. But he was all fired up. And they played his music again, and the crowd started singing along to his song. Uh, this was a fantastic close to, you know, an otherwise okay show. I enjoyed the tag team match. The tag team match was really good with McIntyre and Sheamus against the Viking Raiders. The Gunther match was, you know, was fine. Madcap is a challenger. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, nobody nobody expected anything uh, memorable to happen there. So the rest of the show was all right. It was all about that finish. It's all about that finish. And, and the Bray segment, too. I enjoyed seeing Bray and Uncle Howdy beat the fuck out of uh, Hit Row. So that was good. Now the question is, what happens, right? This is it. Roman Reigns against Sami Zayn. This is it. This is Sami's WrestleMania tomorrow. What do you do? What you do is, I think at some point during this match, Sami Zayn, you can give Sami Zayn the visual pin. I think there'll be a ref bump. There'll be some stuff that happens. I could see Sami Zayn getting the visual pin. I think the Usos are going to show up, even though Paul Heyman told them to stay home. Uh, Apparently, according to Meltzer anyway, the issues with Jimmy Uso or both Usos, there's no longer an issue. According to him, they can now travel to Canada. It's up to WWE. If Triple H wants to keep them off the show, he can keep them off the show. But they wouldn't be off the show because they're not allowed over the border. That's no longer an issue. And more than Jimmy, it's all about Jay, right? Jay Uso still has yet to make a decision on whether or not he's going to be loyal to Roman Reigns. He told his brother last week, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, I know what he's going to do. And what we're going to see tomorrow night is Jay Uso is going to make his choice. He is no friend of Sami Zayn. At the end of the day, he will fall in line because blood is thicker than water. And these men are his family. These men are his blood. And he will provide the assist that Roman Reigns needs to beat Sami Zayn and retain his undisputed championship. And when the bloodline is once again beating down Sami Zayn, 
and things look bleak, and the fans are chanting for Kevin Owens to come out and save the day. Another fellow Canadian. They're going to play his music. There's going to be an eruption. We haven't seen Kevin Owens since rest, since the Royal Rumble. Why do you think that is? They've been saving him. What are they saving him for? The Elimination Chamber. He's going to come out. He's going to clear house. He's going to save Sammy. We're going to get the stare down between the two former best friends. They're going to come together. The place is going to pop. And we are going to have the stage set for a tag team championship match on night one of WrestleMania with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, two men who have, for all the stuff that they've done, the matches they've had, they've never been tag team champions in WWE before. And in the past, they've talked about how they want to be tag team champions in WWE. Well, now they're going to get their shot. And in the process, they get to end a, what will end up being a 600-plus day run as tag team champions for Jimmy and Jay. And that will be at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns will go on to defend his championship against Cody Rhodes. That story begins to unfold starting this Monday on Raw. We get the build to Roman and Cody. There will be no triple threat. As I've said before, unless WWE really has it out for for Cody Rhodes and Triple H wants to sabotage this fucking guy, you don't do a triple threat match. It will be Roman and Cody. It will be the Usos against KO and Zayn. I think Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley will end up headlining night one of WrestleMania, but if it were me, I would headline with the tag team title match. I mean, there's a story with Charlotte and Rhea. You can't say there's no story there. There's a story with them that goes all the way back to WrestleMania 36, but this story has just been too good. So if it were me, I would actually headline with the tag team titles. But that is how I see things playing out. At Elimination Chamber tomorrow. It's going to be a roller coaster of emotion for the fans in Montreal. But uh, I think they're going to get a hell of a show. Triple H, I think, at the end of the day, you stay the course. Now, next Friday on SmackDown, Charlotte and Rhea are going to go face-to-face. Bray Wyatt will be giving us a new Firefly Funhouse segment. And Karrion Cross will go one-on-one with Rey Mysterio. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You guys uh, need to know, I am at my best when I am able to be productive and get a lot of work done, which this past week, I was not as productive as I usually uh, am because I wasn't feeling well, and that sucked. And I hate when uh, I have things to do and I just can't get them done. But I'm at my best when I'm able to do all of the things that I need to do. And there's never any shortage of work to be done. But sometimes life gets in the way. It can throw some challenges your way. Working with a therapist can help you overcome those challenges. And more specifically, working with a therapist through BetterHelp can get you back on the right track. Having used BetterHelp before, which I've talked about, it worked for me and it can work for you as well. Even if you've never tried therapy before, the benefits are clear. It can help you learn positive coping skills and learn how to set boundaries And it can empower you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Solomonster today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Solomonster.
Let's take a look at the Twitter poll. We've got uh, almost 80% thumbs up for tonight's SmackDown from Montreal. 15% thumbs in the middle and only 6% thumbs down. Uh, So you guys really love the show tonight. And I'll bet you the majority of that 78% that I'm looking at right there is the Sami Zayn segment at the end of the show. Because again, how can you watch that segment and not get fucking amped up for that main event tomorrow? And I live for that. I live for moments like that when I watch wrestling. I live for the build to a big main event like we're getting tomorrow night. I'm going to enjoy that. As long as they don't fuck it up. It would be hard for them to do that. This story's been so good. I think it'd be hard for them to fuck it up. If this were a different regime, I might be worried. But uh, I'm not I'm not worried about what Triple H is going to do tomorrow night. I think it's all going to work out well in the end. I have faith. I have more faith than I would have under another administration. Hey, speaking of madcap, there he is. He has bashed in the head with a Christmas gift. As the uh, super chat comes in from Dr. Dakota. Dr. Dakota Scorpio. Go through your super chats here. I thank you, by the way, for all of the uh, the new memberships tonight, especially the gifted memberships. Ray Ray again. Thank you, brother. And uh, all of the super chats. I hope you guys bring this energy for the Elimination Chamber tomorrow. Want to have a big night tomorrow night. Should be one of the bigger streams of the year. Yeah, William, I, you know, I was happy for him, too. I was happy that Sammy got that moment. You could see it. It was, it was genuinely emotional for him because... How many times has he walked out there in the main event of whether it's Raw, SmackDown, whatever show it may be, uh, and gotten a sustained reaction like that? You know, it's just, it's not something that we've ever seen him uh, get in WWE before. So it was very cool. Uh, Winter's Paw starting us off here with the $5 Super Chat. I can't stand the Elite, and I seriously don't want Omega and the... uh, Two middle-aged Meltzer marks in WWE. Let them sink with the ship along with little TK. Well, we know where Winter's boss stands. He also says Triple H has to be careful with who he brings into the locker room. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Triple H is well aware of that. Triple H is also well aware of who the big names in the business are. And he's going to want to go after those names. Like any good promoter, like any good booker, that's what you do. Names become available, and you go after them. He wouldn't be doing his job if he didn't express interest in some of the biggest names in the business. That would make him a very stupid man. Winter's Paw says, What would uh, Jay White's WrestleMania match be if he joins? You rock. Hey, Winter's Paw, thank you. I love going back and forth with Winter's Paw. You know? The groundhog saw his shadow, right? So we get six more weeks of Winter's Paw here on these streams. Uh, Winter's Paw, if Jay White comes to WWE, I I don't think he's coming in before WrestleMania. I see him as a night after WrestleMania debut. So I don't think there is a WrestleMania match for Jay White. Flamethrower Fluff Salisbury. I just got some tickets to some of the Ring of Honor tapings in Orlando. I'm hoping that there is a surprise or two during those shows. I would think Tony Khan's got something up his sleeve. Been uh, building up this Ring of Honor return for so long. Be kind of disappointing if he didn't. Uh, Callum Davis, $12 super check. Callum, thank you. 
do you feel WWE did a poor job with Ronda returning uh, and ignoring the fact that she lost her title to Charlotte, even though Ronda is a heel and just moved her onto the tag team titles without any explanation? Look, what was it stupid? Yes. Why Ronda Rousey would not come back and the first thing out of her mouth should be, you jumped me when I was vulnerable. It's the only way you could beat me. I want a rematch for my championship, right? Logically speaking, that's what she should have done. However, if it gets Ronda Rousey out of the title picture, I'm okay with it. So in this situation, I'm going to excuse that little lapse in uh, booking, booking logic, because I don't want to see Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair again. I don't want to see it. If they want Ronda Rousey to go after the tag team titles with Shayna Baszler, be my guest. Fine with me. Fire Panda with the $20 Super Chat. Which uh, went off. I heard I heard it uh, go off earlier before we even went live because the uh, Super Chat triggered. Do we have our own community name? I know channel members are called the Green World or which by the way, I didn't give that name to the channel members. You guys came up with that. Don't don't uh, make it sound like that's my creation. The Green World Order, but what about us as a whole community? You're all you're all my uh, my little solo monsters. Right? Like uh, Lady Gaga, you're all my little monsters. Thomas Colella with the $5 super chat. What is your opinion of Hayes joining the Hurt Business? If that's the case, then I don't think he's winning the belt against Braun Breaker. I don't necessarily believe the story. I saw even Carmelo Hayes re- responded to it on Twitter. He quote tweeted it, and he said, um, "This report, I give, I give one star to uh, to this report. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's true. If they wanted to debut Carmelo Hayes on the main roster as part of a revamped Hurt Business, I mean that's cool, but." I don't think he needs it. He doesn't need it. And I think he should get at least a brief run as the NXT champion before he gets called up. So I think Braun Breaker is being called up not long after WrestleMania. I think Braun Breaker, I think Carmelo Hayes, and I think Grayson Waller. And I also think Casey Catanzaro and Katana Chance, or uh, Caden Carter and Katana Chance, There's a lot of names who I think are due up for a main roster call-up coming out of WrestleMania. Carmelo Hayes does not have to be called up right away. He can beat Braun Breaker, get a a run with the championship. It doesn't have to be a long run for a year or anything like that. Skywalker, thank you for the Bane Super Chat dropping the 1999. Yeah, Dakota, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about NXT on the podcast on Sunday. The whole fans turning on Braun Breaker thing. The fans are turning on Braun. Bre- the fans turned on Braun Breaker on Tuesday because that's what they wanted them to do. That was so set up. I I mean, it was so obvious to me. I can't believe people are actually falling for this. We'll talk about that on the podcast on Sunday. But that was that was a total setup. What they did on NXT this week, right down to the signs in the crowd and the chants. Uh, we got Naughty Delicious Chicken in Flavor with the $5 Super Chat. 
I acknowledge The Miz tonight for having a great time at the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. AEW and the Elite needs to step up their clout game. Well, all you had to do is watch Rampage tonight, and you got to see The Elite and Top Flight and AR Fox basically have a basketball game in the middle of the ring. That's what they did during the trio's title match tonight. They were throwing around a basketball. And they were doing spots with a basketball. Uh, Define real. Happy his old theme made a comeback. Just wish they would have kept Sammy off the show until tomorrow. The pop would have been better. Brother, the pop ain't going to be any more diminished. It's not going to be any less than what it was tonight. I assure you. I know what you're saying, but I assure you his pop tomorrow night is going to blow the roof off the Bell Center. Lakers, Pats, dusty finish. Sammy wins to hear the crowd pop. The dusty finish. See, I I see them doing the dusty finish with Cody at WrestleMania more than uh, with Sammy. Uh, James Cooper with the 999. Triple H did the best thing by bringing back Worlds Apart. I know Sammy is not a fan of the music, but hopefully he uses it through WrestleMania. And then gets a remix of Ole by the Bouncing Souls. Solomonster rocks. No, you rock. Thank you, James. Uh, Nick Grasso with the 9.99. Are we getting Bray against Lashley at WrestleMania? If so, does that mean we are getting Gunther against Brock? And uh, what do you think happens with Lashley if they do Lesnar and Wyatt? Now, as I talked about earlier, I think we may get a triple threat. We may get all three in the same match. Uh, we're not going to get Brock and Gunther, I don't believe. And you're right. What do you do with Bobby if you do Brock and Bray? And likewise, what do you do with... Uh, or what do you do with Bobby? What do you do with Brock if you do Bobby and Bray? Right? You solve that problem by having a triple threat match. Angel Silva with the 499. Uh, who is the number one guy in all of wrestling right now to you? MJF, Sammy, Cody, Roman, Seth, Danielson, or who do you think is that person for your money? Uh, the guy in wrestling right now, the guy is Roman Reigns. The guy is Roman Reigns. Everybody else is uh, vying for second place. Obviously, Sammy is up there with him, as popular as as he is. But Roman's the final boss. Everything revolves around Roman. This whole Cody story is going to revolve around trying to take down Roman. The whole Sammy story revolves around Roman. Uh, Roman's the guy. He is finally, he is now what they always wanted him to be. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, naughty, delicious chicken and flavor. Bill Goldberg against Rihanna. I like Goldberg, but I disagree with his opinion on the Super Bowl halftime show 
of Rihanna. Yeah, Goldberg went off on Rihanna. He said it was terrible. I, I thought maybe he was watching some of his matches there for a second. I wasn't sure if maybe they uh, piped in a, you know, some footage of him against The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia or what he was watching there for the Super Bowl halftime show. But Because uh, I know not everybody liked this, the, the halftime show, but he was... He was going in. Like, he really didn't like the Super Bowl halftime show. But uh, but get back to me when I actually give a shit what Bill Goldberg thinks about the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. Dr. Dakota Scorpio. I think WWE needs to do more pay-per-views outside the U.S. or when they can. It kind of hits different when said pay-per-view is in another country. Well, they seem to be making more of an effort to do that. We had Clash at the Castle in Cardiff, which was an excellent show. Uh, This show is in Montreal. First time they're doing a pay-per-view in Montreal in 14 years. So I'm hoping this is a sign of them doing more international shows like this. Because you go to Canada, you go to Europe. Like you said, the the crowds there, they're so starved for these live pay-per-views. Uh, that they really, they really make it feel special. I've always loved the Canadian crowds. Canadian crowds are great. Doesn't matter whether it's Montreal, Toronto. Vancouver has been waiting for a WrestleMania, and the, Vancouver will be continuing to wait for a WrestleMania for many more years. But Canada has some of the best fans. Man. They really do. That's right, Thomas. They got Money in the Bank coming up in London, so. Nick Khan is is already making more of an effort to do that. Uh, Slipper House, extra, extra. Did Bray give away the finish to Bob and Brock? Brock's not the main event of WrestleMania, so perhaps he is going moose hunting or whatever instead. Well, I mean, Brock, why does Brock have to be in the WrestleMania main event? Brock's had plenty of WrestleMania matches where he was not in the main event. So I don't know. I don't know why that would make a difference. Uh, no, I don't think he gave it away at all. Lamar Smith. I know you disagree, but I think the double pin at WrestleMania is the best way to split the belts. Don't think it will kill Sammy or Cody. Keep up the great work. Well, Lamar's, I know that that's, that's the idea that you like. I think that would be terrible. I think that would be a terrible idea. So you and I will have to agree to disagree on that. They can split the titles after WrestleMania. There's nothing that says they have to do it at WrestleMania. They could do it coming out of WrestleMania. Uh, The Real J. Tim, thank you for the $4.99. Rodimus Prime. With the $20 Super Chat. Bray Wyatt challenging Brock or Bobby at WrestleMania. No, thank you. Anyway, I'm hyped for tomorrow. I hope you are all as well. You know, not only am I hyped for uh, Elimination Chamber, I don't know when or if I'll have a chance to watch it, but I'm I'm hyped for Battle in the Valley. For those who don't know, Battle in the Valley is tomorrow night. Mercedes and Kyrie are having their women's IWGP championship match tomorrow night. Okada and Tanahashi are wrestling for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Jay White and Eddie Kingston are having a match where the loser can never again wrestle for New Japan. There's some big matches on the card tomorrow. 10 p.m. Eastern, the card kicks off. And uh, why you would do that on the night of Elimination Chamber, I have absolutely no idea. 
But yes, uh, it is tomorrow night on Fight TV if you want to watch Battle in the Valley. Brumakian Productions, how would you like to be a manager for HOG or for WWE? Brother, I, I am here for whatever they need, so uh, never say never. Hog, that is. not uh, WWE does not need me as a manager. Why would WWE want me as a manager? But uh, I am here to serve, so. Naughty Delicious Chicken with Flavor. $5 Super Chat. If WWE is going to draw massive heat in Montreal tomorrow night, they better get the security team and the Riot Squad ready. God, I hope we don't get some kind of Montreal screw job. You know, in the past, they just they can't help themselves whenever they go there. Hopefully Triple H uh, does not fall victim to the Montreal screw job syndrome. Shin Superkick Akuma, love the new voiceover when you mentioned the tsunami splash. Bobby Lash Bobby Bobby Lashley, Gunther, all the new stuff added to the stream doesn't go unnoticed. Good stuff. Shin, thank you. I'm, I I do it to uh, to entertain you and to entertain myself. So I'm glad that you have noticed some of the new additions here to the stream. We're here to have fun. If you can't have fun, then why are you here? Uh, King Bling Blah. Do you book a false finish to get that Sami Zayn win moment? Like Y2J and Triple H in 99. Well, it was 2000. Match restarts. Roman wins. See, I, I, you could do it. You could certainly do that. But I don't like the idea of Roman being pinned unless it's time for him to be pinned. They've made a story out of the fact that Roman Reigns has not been pinned since December 15, 2019. So you're going to have him get pinned? And then take it back? I don't know. That doesn't sit well with me. If it wasn't part of the story where he hasn't been pinned in so long, I might be okay with it. But in this case, I'd rather I'd rather not I'd rather not see that. I'd rather not uh Now the visual pin is different. If there's a ref bump, Sammy covers him. You know, you could count to 10, but there's nobody there to make the count. That I'm okay with. But doing a a dusty finish and pinning Roman when he's got this streak going of of not being pinned. Ah. Uh, I'm not too hot on that. King Bling Blah also says the story is Cody winning the titles, not beating Roman. The story is Sami Zayn beating Roman because of the bloodline story. What if Rock is in? Rock is not in. Rock is so his his thought is Sami wins the titles, that way Roman has no belts, and then Rock shows up. Rock is not it. We gotta you gotta you gotta give it up on the rock. Rock is not wrestling a WrestleMania not going to happen. And and look, the story with Sammy, yes, the the payoff that everybody would love to see is Sammy beating Roman. But not every story has a happy end. You got to remember that also. In the end, the good guy doesn't always go over. So, yes, it's it's been a great story and they want you to they want you to believe that Sami Zayn is going to do it, he's going to win, he's going to have his big moment, but that doesn't always happen. 
the real J Tim with the 999. Chance for one of the biggest pops and best moments ever if Sammy wins. Even if they let Roman get the belts back next week on SmackDown, let Sammy have this win and let us have this moment. Moments last forever. That that would be horrible. You're going to have Roman after all this time lose the titles and then give it back to him a week later. You've killed it. You've killed the entire thing. At that point, why even bother with Roman and Cody at WrestleMania? I know everybody wants that moment in the worst way, but uh, that would be that would be terrible. I, I just don't know. I can't I can't go along with that. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Uh Black Wolf, should Solo Sokoa have a run with the US title sometime before WrestleMania? I could maybe see Montez Ford getting attacked and Solo walks into the chamber. Could happen. We've seen that happen before. We've seen people get beat up and have their spot taken in the chamber match, and Solo doesn't have a match, but Solo Solo's going to be part of the Bloodline stuff at the end of the show. Solo's not worried. See, here's the thing. Storyline-wise, right? Solo Sokoa is not there to become the U.S. champion tomorrow night. Roman Reigns told Solo Sokoa at the very end of the Royal Rumble, the parting shot on that pay-per-view was, Solo, we're going to war. Solo's job, he is the enforcer of the Bloodline. His job is to watch Roman Reigns' back. That's where his focus will be tomorrow night, not being in the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, Booker from Hell. Bray Wyatt against Alexa Bliss in a six-hour red light match. Oh, that sounds pretty fucking terrible. Naughty Delicious Chicken with Flavor. Cinna Emma Toast Crunch Cereal. That's awful. You botched that worse than uh, they they botched the spot with uh, Eric and Sheamus in the tag team match. God of Seduction, we just had a B triple threat. Bianca, Bailey, and Becky. Hey, Charlix, just subscribe to the channel. Thank you, Charlix. Joseph Brooks with the 999. Cherish, keep, borrow, sell. Ranking these five-star wrestle, uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter matches from NXT. Gargano and Andrade, six-man ladder match for the first North American title. Gargano against Cole and Walter against Ilya Dragunov. I don't know. I, I like... I mean, the ladder match was good too, but... I don't really much care for the ladder match compared for the other ones, though. Uh, Jose David Nunez Sanchez. Oh, that's a long name. Jose David Nunez Sanchez. <laughs> Welcome to the channel. Thank you for the sub. Um, Yeah, I've gone back and forth on what my favorite NXT match of all time is. I, I've said it, it's the first Johnny Gargano-Adam Cole match from TakeOver New York. And I probably would stick with... I was at that show. And uh, yeah, it was going to be... Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa got hurt, so and ended up being Gargano and Cole. To me, it's almost a toss-up between that and Gargano and Andrade for the best NXT match of all time. And actually, I'll throw another one in there. Sasha and Bailey from the first Brooklyn show in 2015. But uh, for the purposes of your uh, super chat, but yeah, oh boy, you know, Walt, Walter and Dragunov, though, that was fucking incredible. I think I had that as my match of the year that year. 
Man. All you're doing is reminding me of how great NXT used to be, and you're making me very sad. I think you're actually depressing me, Joseph. I was in a good mood, and now, you, now you've depressed me. <laughs> Sammy Nakamura in 2016 was fantastic. I, again, I was in Dallas for that match, third row. Incredible experience. Incredible experience. I'm going to cherish... Boy, that's tough. Boy, that's tough. Man, I'm going to cherish Gargano and Cole. I'm going to keep Gargano and Andrade. I'm going to borrow Walter, and I'm going to sell the ladder match. William L., name of the track that opened tonight's stream. Uh, Well, it's an instrumental, but uh, it should be listed in the description. If not, uh, check back later. Sometimes YouTube will auto-generate the... In the very bottom of the description, they'll auto-generate the names and sometimes links uh, to the songs if it's from their library, which this one uh, this one is. No, it's by a band called uh, uh, Nefix. It's uh, N-E-E... Either N-E-E-F-X or N-E-E-F-E-X. Um, but I forgot the name of the actual track. Uh, Boomerang with the $5 Super Chat. Just watch the reaction Sammy got. Probably the loudest, most sustainable reaction I've heard in Montreal since the one Hogan got on the Raw after WrestleMania 18. It's exactly what I said, man. It's a tremendous reaction. Boomerang, thank you. Hey, Erasmo Solis just became a Sound Off superstar. Hey, Erasmo, that's uh, very kind of you. Thank you, sir. Welcome to the GWO. You know how uh, if, you, if you do uh, karate, you've got your belts, right? You got the blue belt, black belt, all that stuff. You just got your green belt, Erasmo. Congratulations. Joseph says, with the first elimination chamber being the best ever, uh, which is true. Does that mean that Triple H and Shawn Michaels are easily the best final two of the Elimination Chamber? Uh, I mean, they're pro- probably. Uh, I'm, I mean, there have been some great final twos in Elimination Chambers in the past. I remember one with The Undertaker. Might have been Undertaker and Batista, I want to say. If I have that one right, that one was pretty good. It's hard to remember them all. They all a lot of them just kind of run together, to be honest with you. There's been so many of them. Sean and Triple H, though. Triple H did that with a a crushed windpipe. So, to me, that makes it more impressive. I give it to Sean and Triple H. Bobbert, thank you again for that $28 Tsunami Splash. Super chat. CMJ World. Meltzer and all of the major trades have reported that Dixie Carter is officially the first inductee into the 2023 Be The Booker Hall of Fame class. Just in time for me to remove her from Be The Booker. Dixie is out. By the way, you know, it's funny you bring that up. It's funny you mentioned the Hall of Fame. We have not had a single Hall of Fame announcement. And usually by now we have at least a few. We haven't had any. Are they even doing the Hall of Fame this year? This will be the first time that Triple H gets to oversee the Hall of Fame stuff, so it's possible he's saving his announcements until after the Elimination Chamber. I know Batista was lobbying to 
uh, be part of this year's class and get the induction that he was supposed to get three years ago, but there were no fans. So I would think there'll be a Hall of Fame. I would think Batista's probably going to be the headliner, but yeah, this is the latest that we've gone since they uh, you know, brought back the Hall of Fame without a single Hall of Fame announcement. I just realized that. Casper de Barbarian. The $4.99 Super Chat. Buy, sell, rent. Who was more over? Hardy in 2008, Braun in 2017, or Sammy right now? Uh, gotta go Sammy. Gotta go Sammy. The Sammy stuff is, has been uh, fantastic. And again, he's he's a ratings mover. It's not just that he, oh, he gets some nice pops from the crowd. He's actually, he's doing business for the company. You know, his merch is selling well. His segments do well. You know, again, the timing, it's just, the timing is just not going to work for him. But, you know. But I would have to go Sammy and then Jeff and then Braun. Because Jeff Hardy was also very, uh, he was white hot in 2007 into 2008. I think at one point during that period, his merch sales actually overtook John Cena. And Cena was a merch machine for that company. So uh, I'm not trying to diminish how over Jeff Hardy was in 08. He was very over. But uh, Sami Zayn right now, I just think he's he's just firing on all cylinders in ways that even Jeff Hardy, when he was at his peak, Jeff Hardy was not all over the television shows the way that Sami Zayn is. Sami Zayn has, I mean, he's become one of the most important parts of the show. Mario DeRose with the 999, which WrestleMania best represents new generation? Uh, 10 or 12? Um, well, you know, at 12, you got Brett and Sean in the main event. Both of whom, I mean, those basically were the leading faces of that whole new generation period. But 10, you know, in, in, in many ways, though, 10, especially with the ladder match. Um, and then Brett at the end with the big celebration and then putting them on, on their shoulders and stuff. I would go 10. Especially that shot of Brett being paraded around the ring with the belt at the very end of the show. And the fact that they went with Brett and not Luger. Luger was just, you look at him and Luger would have fit in perfectly in that old era with the big monsters and the big you know, physiques and everything. And the fact they went with Brett over Luger, to me, that was a sign right there that they were going with a new generation. So I'd say 10. Naughty Delicious Chicken with Flavor, Carmelo's appearance distracted Michael Cole. Well, I mean, that's that's understood. You can understand why. God of Seduction, Gunther needs a little more character development. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Black Wolf. Last year, Sammy was used as a joke. Number one contender for Reigns-Lesnar. 
Now he has a... Wait, what? Number one contender for Reigns? I don't know what you mean. Now he has a believable chance of winning the title strictly based on storyline. That just goes to show you the importance of story. It's just... It's been a tremendous underdog story that I think has gotten over, honestly, at levels that even the company wasn't expecting. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to follow. It really has. Uh, let Before I get to the rest of your Super Chats here, because I did show the Tony Khan tweet earlier to Ariel Helwani, I do need to bring to you this is Ariel Helwani's response to Tony Schiavone, to uh, not Tony Schiavone, to Tony Khan for his tweet earlier during SmackDown. Ariel says, "Thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. Also, don't listen to the snowman, Shivani. You're a legend in my books." So there you go. That is Ariel Helwani's response to. Tony Khan. You can't wait to sit down with TK so that Tony Khan can answer uh, none of his questions. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> How did that go over my head? How did that go over? I completely no-sold the whole snowman aspect of the tweet. That's like the best fucking part. <laughs> How did I, How did I no-sell that? So Ariel Helwani told Tony Schiavone, don't worry about the snowman. I've always been a big fan of your work. We did have a super chat pop up a few minutes ago of uh, Tony Contana. So I guess Ar- Ariel's in on the uh, on the joke that uh, Tony... Tony sometimes when he's tweeting, you know, he's uh, hitting the nose candy a little bit. Well, look, I mean, he set himself up for that one, so... It's all fair, right? Ariel Ariel came back at him and he got what he had coming to him, I guess. There you go. How did I how did I overlook the best part of that tweet? Uh we got Dr. Dakota Scorpio. Imagine they did a finger poke of doom in Montreal and it was all a ruse. Wrestling Twitter would have a meltdown. Oh, uh Solomonster would have a meltdown. I can assure you. Uh, delicious chicken. Worst idea for WrestleMania. Gunther against Bray Wyatt. I mean, Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar. It's just, it's two styles that just are not going to make for a very good match. Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar is actually at his best when he is in there with a smaller opponent who can bump and sell for him. And when he's extra motivated and he bumps and sells for them. That's why some of Brock's best matches have been against people like AJ Styles and Brian Danielson. Uh, even his Survivor Series match with Rey Mysterio was pretty good a few years ago. With the bigger guys, it's very hit or miss. And the idea of Brock and Bray in a match, I'm sorry, that just sounds fucking terrible. It just, it sounds awful. I have no interest in seeing that match. You put Bobby in there, now you get the third guy. If the build-up then to the match is a little more serious in nature and there's no puppets and bullshit, it could be good. But uh, again, the idea of Brock and and Bray in a singles match is uh, 
I just think that's an awful idea. Skywalker with the 1999. Do you have $9 billion that I can borrow? I'm trying to buy this wrestling company that's going up for sale. I think I could talk the old man down to $8 billion if you don't have the full $9 billion. Well, I'll tell you what. If I happen to come across the $9 billion that I misplaced a few weeks ago, I will give it to you. It must be laying around here somewhere. Uh, I seem to have misplaced it. What do you do with Bray then, if not that? You do Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss against Karrion Cross and Scarlet. That's what you do. There you go. Now there's something for all four of them to do. Sam Dankman Weed. Never was a fan of Brett, but that pink Hitman heart... Uh, that pink Hitman shirt Mysterio was rocking was on point. Also, a thousand likes, and Solomonster does the Alex Wright dance. A thousand likes, and Solomonster will do uh, Twisted Bliss off the top of this uh, bookshelf here. Spanish Goddess going to the New Japan show tomorrow. We'll have fun. It's going to be a good time. Juan Ocampo. Roman will get heat like Cena in Money in the Bank 2011 tomorrow. Well, that Money in the Bank 2011 match is one of my favorite matches, so... It's amazing how far the atmosphere can go towards making a match uh, truly special. Turtlehead 2, do you think we will see a screwjob spot or a tease tomorrow? A tease, I think, is very possible, uh, but I hope that's all it is. I don't think they'll actually do a Montreal screwjob. Dead man walking, there he is, Kevin Dunn. On my screen. Slim Yoshi. I wonder if the crowd is going to be like Money in the Bank 2011, One Night Stand 2006, or NXT TakeOver Champa in 2018. Place your bets. Booker from Hell. Charles Mason against Smurfette. In a piranha death match. Hey, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a little announcement soon about uh, Mr. Mason. What's going on with him at the next House of Glory show? So stay tuned for that. We've got uh, Mistif S M N T N S. I can't pronounce that, but he says just showing some love. Thanks for the coverage. Thank you. Very nice of you, Boney. What was Vince's worst booked year? I mean, you could probably take your pick from uh, any number of years from the last 10 or uh, 1995. AJ Lupo, what if Sammy actually wins the belt at WrestleMania 40? He is not going to win the belt at WrestleMania 40. The Sammy, the, the Sammy Zayn love and the Sammy Zayn story is not extending that far. Naughty Delicious Chicken, The Good Son Scenario, Mets Edition. Save one, let the other one go. David Wright or Mike Piazza? Um, hmm. I would save uh, Mike Piazza. Sam Dankman Weed with the $20. Super chat. For the chat, buy, sell... Giveaway 
or best Channel 5 moment? Nobody cares about Channel 5 local. Channel 5 is the is the local Fox station in New York, by the way. There's Uncle Saudi again. Solomaster on Good Day New York. Jenna Jameson totally drunk. Or Ernie Anastas saying, keep fucking that chicken. P.S. Ernie dropped an actual F. Yeah, whatever happened to Ernie Anastas? I assume he's uh, long since retired. Here, here's, a, here's a throwback for you. If those of you who live in New York, if you remember uh, Eyewitness News, I think it was Eyewitness News, Channel 7. I believe Ernie Anastas and Roz Abrams were a team at one time. I believe. Ernie Anastas, Roz Abrams. These names have no meaning to you if you're outside of New York City. Uh, Rob G. Billy Gunn should have been picked to run over 316. Uh, MLK, did Rhino have a worse career in WWE or in TNA? Uh, TNA, probably. Uh, EJ Slemp, you and Tony Khan were born a few days apart. Yet he is way more sensitive and you are way more mature. Am I? <laughs> Do you see some of these super chats that pop up on this stream? Am I? <clears throat> anyway, EJ says that he is like this because he is a spoiled rich kid. Right, Tony Khan and I were born in the same year. Uh, two days apart. I think he's uh, two days. I think he's two days older than me. And um, as I as I've said before, I share a birthday with Bruno Sammartino and Dixie Carter, which is always a very weird little trivia note. The real Dirty Dan, five dollar super chat. You should watch The Boys. It's a realistic take on what superheroes would actually be like in our world. I'm sure that everyone else can vouch. Uh, I have that on my watch list. A lot of people have recommended it to me, and so at some point I do indeed intend to uh, check out that show. I just have not gotten around to it yet. But everybody keeps telling me I should watch it. Everybody keeps telling me The Boys and Billions are two shows that I should check out. So uh, once I go through the current shows that I am watching, I will try to get to that next. Thank you for all of the uh, super chats. You guys have uh, killed it tonight. I appreciate that. We also have 15 new channel members in one night. Ten of those gifted by Ray Ray, so a hearty thank you to him. But uh, very cool. Very cool support here, and it's not even Elimination Chamber yet. We still have tomorrow night yet to come. But before we get to tomorrow night... Uh, we have to do some Be the Booker. The goal tonight was 350 likes. We are at 479. We are so close to 500. So uh, we are going to do Be the Booker now, but we can get to 500. Before we get out of here, right, we could do that. 20 more. I need 20 of you to hit the thumbs up. Uh, Sam Dankman Weed. Not that Roman needs the heat, but I would have had him beat down Sammy while his entrance well, that would have got that would have gotten massive heat. Now I wouldn't have them touch until the pay per view. I know what you're saying, but I would I would keep them apart until tomorrow. Uh, Jeremy Thunderstrikes just renewed. He is a two month channel member. Thank you, Jeremy. All right. So anyway, yeah, keep hitting those likes. Let's get to 500. But 
in the meantime, let's uh, be the booker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to be It looks like booker. my head is on Sammy's body. You see that? That was weird. Well, it is time to be the booker. Here we go. Always a good time here on these Solomonster streams with all of my little Solomonsters. And we have hit 500 likes. Look at that. Ask and you shall receive. You guys are amazing. We hit the big five double O. All right, here we go. We begin with Kurt Angle. One of the goats. Kurt could do it all, man. Kurt was fucking great. This was Kurt here in this picture. This was Kurt in 2000, his rookie year. One of the best rookie years of all time. Second only to Brock Lesnar. Kurt Angle had the second greatest rookie year in WWE history. Kurt Angle going to go one-on-one with CM Punk. Ah, look at this. And this is 2011 Punk, too. You can tell. 2011 or 2012, but this is this is Punk during his peak run in WWE. That would have been a fucking great match. Kurt Angle in his athletic peak against CM Punk during the best run of his life. It's matches like that that Be the Booker exists for. Just to just to sit here and imagine, admire what that match would have looked like, and who who might have won? Of course, it would have been Kurt Angle. Actually, honestly, if it was 2000 Kurt Angle, Punk would have gone over. But uh, that would that would have been a great match. That was an easy one. I don't think I've hit the bell that quickly in a long time. There you go. Perk Angle against Brawl Out Punk. Now, you see, I said they have to be at their physical peak. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've got the... Reigning Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, kicking us off here for Women's Be the Booker. Another great start. Who will Bianca Belair? Let's pretend it's WrestleMania 39, right? The Elimination Chamber has not yet taken place. Who will Bianca Belair really be defending her championship against? Let's see. It'll be Bianca Belair. Well, look at this. Bianca Belair going to defend her title against Jade... Cargill putting her TBS title up champion against champion title for title. I love it. I love it. Jade is not nearly as good as Bianca is in the ring, but she could probably match her for power pound for pound. Jade Cargill and Bianca Belair. See that, that match there, that isn't what you call an attraction. That's a match you could definitely promote. I like it. We're getting all fresh matches here so far. Good shit. Let's go to the tag team side. Let's see what we come up with here. What a match. CM Punk against Kurt Angle. Bianca Belair against Jade Cargill. 
kick things off here with DIY. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, former NXT Tag Team Champions. I love DIY. I miss DIY. I hope when Ciampa comes back, because Gargano's just sort of floating around. I don't see him winning the U.S. title tomorrow. I really would like to see DIY get a main roster run like they did in NXT. DIY going to be taking on the Young Bucks. Wow. What a fucking card. Look at what we did tonight. Kurt Angle and CM Punk. Bianca Belair against Jade Cargill. The Young Bucks against DIY. There you go. You slap that shit on pay-per-view. 50 bucks a pop. I'm going to make a killing. That's a hell of a card. That's a hell of a card. There you go. That's our best edition of Be the Booker in months. Easily our best of the year so far. Not only three for three, but a strong three for three. And you know what? All this talk, and you know I'm going to talk about this on Sunday. All this talk about potential, you know, acquisitions and Triple H, you know, looking Kenny Omega, his contract could be up soon, and he may be looking to bring in another EVP from AEW. Very interesting to follow where Omega goes, what ends up happening with the Bucks. DIY against the Young Bucks could very well one day in the next couple of years be a match that we actually see. It's not out of the realm of possibility that we could get that match. All right, we got some more Super Chats here to go through. Uh, Let's see. We got Slim Yoshi. Yeah, no more more Dixie. I think our luck changed when I took Dixie out of Be the Booker. Uh, Slim Yoshi, thank you for the 20 bucks, says, A month ago when you were talking about who will have the better career between Punk or Roman Reigns, you mentioned how Roman has yet to have a one-on-one five-star match like Punk and Cena at Money in the Bank. Will he finally get that tomorrow? You know, that's a very good point because they're going to have the crowd for it. And the crowd the, the crowd element is a very big part of what makes that Punk and Cena match so special. Because Punk and Cena had a lot of really good matches. They had a good, really good match at SummerSlam that year. Um, even the last match they had, the pile driver match on Raw, that was a WrestleMania main event caliber match they had. But the Money in the Bank match in Chicago just stands, to me, head and shoulders above the rest. Roman Reigns, for all the excellent matches that he's had, has yet to have a memorable match like that. And if he was ever going to have one, I, I truly believe tomorrow night against Sami Zayn could be that match. So I think you may be right. Uh, DEH Sires, imagine we see Ibushi and Jay White in WWE by April. Yeah, you know, a lot of people going on about Cody Ibushi. Could he be the free agent? Uh, this is before the Omega report came out. Uh, Cody Kota Ibushi is not the free agent WWE is going after. He, he's not. When you really stop and think about Kota Ibushi and WWE, and I know Ibushi has said just this week that he would love to work for WWE if they allow him to come in and train wrestlers at the Performance Center. I don't think WWE wants to train their wrestlers the way that Kota Ibushi wants to train wrestlers. I don't think they want all their people being slammed in their fucking necks. 
Um, I'm not saying we'll never see Kota Ibushi wrestle in WWE. He was already in WWE, right? He was he was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Triple H got him in. But, my God, this guy just got out of his contract. You think he wants to go get tied down to another contract? Do you think that's really what he wants? I don't think so. Uh, G-Bro, Chris Danger eats, <laughs> eats corn the long way. Thank you, G-Bro. Uh, naughty delicious chicken with flavor. Travis Kelsey should call Sami Zayn tonight for motivation. And the song "You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party" by the Beastie Boys. Deh Sires, let's say CM Punk returns to AEW. I think we just found a way for for Punk to come back. If Kenny Omega leaves and then the Young Bucks follow, <laughs> they're all gone. That would clear the way for CM Punk to come back. Anyway, he says, let's say CM Punk returns to AEW. Do you think we will see the Elite at WrestleMania 40 along with MJF if his contract is actually up on January 1st of next year? One one is not going to have anything to do with the other, I don't think. Speaking seriously. Um but do I expect to see uh, all of the elite at WrestleMania 40? You know what? It, it depends on when the Bucks contracts are, are going to be due. I think their contracts are up for renegotiation soon. Anything's possible. Think about the year we had in wrestling last year. Think about all the things we saw in wrestling last year. From Cody Rhodes leaving AEW and going back to WWE. Stone Cold wrestling in the WrestleMania main event. Vince McMahon stepping down. And all of the other crazy shit that we got. Never say never. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. When it comes to acquisitions and signings and stuff like that. Sam Dankman Weed. Whatever happened to Killer Kelly? Did you bring her into Hog? Killer Kelly was with um, NXT UK. And uh, I have not heard her name mentioned recently, so I don't know. I don't know what is up with uh, Killer Kelly. I know Ginny, uh, who is part of the NXT UK roster, she retired. Uh, she had some concussions that she had suffered. She noticed it was taking a long time to recover. And she said, if it's taking me a long time now to recover from, from these concussions, then that's probably a bad sign. And uh, she retired. She is uh, Miss Mrs. Walter. But uh, yeah, we never we never did get to see Jenny on the main NXT roster. But uh, that's Killer Kelly. I don't know. I don't know what her status is. I thought I think she was doing some stuff in Impact. Whether she actually signed with Impact, that that I don't know. There's a lot of people who come in and out of Impact who aren't necessarily signed to a long term deal. Bobby Fish from Bobby Fish popped up in Impact. Does Bobby Fish have an Impact contract? I'm not even sure. But I know Bobby Fish popped up there. Remember, he had that one show, Where's the Lie? It's like the biggest thing he did in Impact. Where's the lie? I don't know if he's done anything since. I have no idea. Where's the lie? That should be a super chat, shouldn't it? Anyway, uh, I think I'm all caught up on your super chat. So thank you for that. Where is Roderick Strong? He's been hurt. Uh, I don't know where he is in his recovery, though. That's a good question. But uh, I know that he was injured, so that's all I know about him. 
Uh, Andre Israel, why doesn't anybody ever talk about Brett uh, against Sting in their matches in WCW? Was it just a chemistry issue or just mid in general? I don't know if it was mid. I mean, Brett and Sting had some good matches in WCW. I mean, they were nothing out of this world. But uh, I don't remember. The, the ones that I remember, I don't remember them being bad. Where is Shinsuke Nakamura? <clears throat> Shinsuke's around. Probably surfing somewhere. He just wrestled uh, the great Muta for Pro Wrestling Noah on uh, on New Year's. They did that disgusting spot where he sucked the... It's going down a bad road here. He he sucked the uh, the liquid out of Muta. <laughs> who was the person who said that I'm I'm uh, I'm more mature than Tony Khan? Uh, where's Keith Lee? He just made his return on uh, Rampage tonight. No hair dye, so now he's he's got that short like gray gray hair look. Makes him look ten years older. Uh yes, the mist, Mister Dynamite. That's what I was getting at. He sucked the mist out of the gray Muda and blew it back in his face. That's what I mean. What do you think I mean? I said though he sucked, you know, he sucked the fluid out of uh, out of Muta and he didn't swallow and he spat it back in his face. That's what happened. I'm just telling you what happened. That's literally what happened. D E H Sires, Tony Khan is having a terrible week that he's resorting back to the old big announcement. AEW just feels so cold right now. Soraya is killing the women's division. I would not say Soraya is killing the women's division, but she is certainly not killing it right now in uh, AEW. I am going to uh, be with you tomorrow night for the Elimination Chamber review, live right here on YouTube. And I expect you guys to be here. Perhaps if we uh, hit our likes goal tomorrow, we may do some stipulations for uh, Be the Booker, since it's a big pay-per-view, right? So join me tomorrow night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Very much looking forward to that show. Of course, on Sunday, uh, we have episode 796, getting very close to 800 episodes of the flagship Sala Monster Sounds Off. That'll be on Sunday. And then back here live on Monday night for the Monday Night Raw review coming out of the chamber. Will we get our first segment face-to-face with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns? Or are they going to save that for SmackDown next week? I'm sure we'll see Cody on SmackDown many times on the road to WrestleMania. We'll find out. Until then, be well, stay safe, and uh, I will see you back here in less than 24 hours for the Elimination Chamber review. Take care, guys. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.